Good evening, everybody. This is the uh, select board meeting for uh, December 19th. Um, and we start with a reminder to everybody that we're video recording this. And we take a moment to appreciate our troops who are serving around the world. Thank you. Um, we start with a uh, appointment with a public hearing solicitor's license, Sunrun, Jake McGrath. Yeah, let me, uh, Jake is on Zoom, so let me promote Jake. Okay, thank you. Hey. Hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. <laughs> Good. Still got an echo. We still have an echo. You know, it's it's coming. Hey, Jake. Here. So why don't you give us the rundown on what you gotta, it is? You got to declare a public oh, hearing. Oh, we declare the hearing open. Thank you, sir. Um, Jake, why don't you give us a rundown on what it is that you're looking to do? So I'm looking to get a solicitor's license so I can uh, sell some solar panels to save the planet. Okay, so you're you're doing door to door solicitation. Yes, sir. And uh, what days of the week, what hours do you plan to do it? I plan on doing it every day of the week, um, maybe with the exception of Mondays, but um, definitely um, Tuesday through Sunday. Sometimes I take Monday off. Um, and as far as the hours go, um, Saturday is usually all day, and uh, up until probably 8 p.m. Uh, Gus, do you have any questions? Uh, well, one more question. The, the dates that you're requesting this for, we usually give these for not more than three months. So I'm wondering, is it January to March? When do you want to start? Um, as soon as possible. Uh, I was told you guys only do like three months at a time. Yep. So I guess we can do two from whenever. Whenever we can get this rolling to three months from that. Well, so you you want to start tomorrow? Like, are you going to start before the holidays? Or? Um, I'd love to start as soon as possible. We can start tomorrow as far as I'm going to do it for three months. Uh, so that's point one. Point two, though, is that given that this is uh, the winter time, I'm thinking the question I would have, and I'd ask Eileen and Pete, you're asking to go till 8 p.m. We usually only go till dusk. Uh, and it's probably, if, if you're literally going door to door, walking around in the dark, knocking on people's doors at 8 p.m. at night, <clears throat> it's probably not going to even be very good for you. Um, well, if, so my issue, the issue usually what we, in the wintertime, we might have it only go to something like 5 p.m. because it actually gets dark right now at four, but in another month or two, it'll be light. Uh, but eight eight o'clock at night is pretty late to be walking around knocking on people's doors in the winter time. Eight is the time I'd like to be home with my wife. But uh, six to eight is where the money's at. That's when people are coming home, especially during the week. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, obviously, people, you know. They're home all day, but as far as you know, getting people in front of you and speaking with people, it's usually where the money's out. And uh, I like to say completely start the day with late. 
Uh, you may find some people here in town that would differ with you on that one. Uh, I, you guys, what do you think? I, I'm not inherently unwilling to move, but I think ordinarily we kind of expect people to show up in the, in the light, not knocking on doors at night in the dark. Uh, yep. So, if I may, uh, I'm thinking that company wants to uh, train us on how we can be uh, less sketchy when it comes to going for hours. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think we can have, you know, a full-blown badge, a half badge, full-blown badge. We don't wear any dark clothing or hats. We make sure, you know, our iPads, lights are on so that the homeowners can see our face when we're at the door. Um, you know, we don't stand directly on their doorstep because the police catch back. We try to do certain things to make it seem a little less sketchy. Some, some of us wear, you know, uh, flashlights or have like a, their iPhone like on uh, so we would make you know no one would have their phones on or holding their iPads. But uh, yeah we're actually trained on um, knocking at once or twice. So it is a little sketchy I, I completely understand. So here's my take is is I, I give Jay credit. He's a hustler, right? Because mm -hmm. there are other people. If you recall the gentleman that came in and said, I only want to work from like eight to four or whatever. So I don't want to knock it. The only thing I will put out there, Jake, is if we get calls, which the one thing I'm going to massively highlight to you is there are some Medfield residents that have no solicitor's signs on their property. So please make sure you pay attention to that. And if it's going to be dark, the one thing I'm going to really want to make sure you're careful about is when you're approaching, look for that, because that'll be the first red flag that will come back to us because as select board members, we'll get emails that say, hey, you know, so-and-so is approaching us. And then that would push us to say, let's stop at five. But I, I applaud that if you're looking to try to do one to eight, um, I think I might have had one of your coworkers at my house this past I forget when that I was heading out, maybe Friday. Um, and, and it was, it was getting later. And to your point, he was well lit up. He did back away. I, it wasn't a good time for me. And all he said was, look, can I come back and try to reschedule? So that's what, I, you know, again, it's, it's your job to do what you're doing. It's not my job to tell you your hours. It's just, I'll put that caution out there. And that would be the only reason we would reach back to you to say, um, you know, we're hearing negative comments, but in the meantime, you know, go at it. And then, you know, people may ask you to come back later in the day at another time, in the week, your call. Um, but I think that, uh, Gus, I don't have a, a, a large problem with it as long as he's aware of some of the things that we've gotten, we've heard in the past from residents. Anything else? Okay. So uh, the only thing I'm going to be careful with too is Saturday. Did I hear you say you're going to go to 8 p.m. on Saturdays? Um, typically, I like to go home. Uh, so I, I tend to set it off 7 p.m. to 7 30, and then I drive back here to Framingham. As long as you're calling the police, I know that's one of the big things that we all ask. I'm sure that's a requirement. Yeah. Uh, Pete, I'm still not comfortable going till eight. I I'm not either. So you're okay. Uh, so it's one one thinking it's too late, one thinking it's okay. Where do you come out? I, I think that's too late. Okay. Uh, you know, I'd be a, 
Yeah, I'd be okay with six. Yeah, I would go with six too. I would suggest that's a more appropriate time. Right. Yeah. Let's make it six. Yep. Say again. Well, if you, yeah, that's true. Four o'clock is when it's dark right now. I said six because it's three months. And I figured that in three months time, it won't be dark at six, but we could make it dark, but then you're going to wind up ending at four right now and you won't get till six till next March. I was willing to let the line play out a little bit here, uh, but I'm not, I, I just, I, I don't think the folks in this town are going to appreciate having people knocking on their doors at 7.30 or 8. Uh, you know, I, res I respect that if, if you're saying what you're saying, I gather that that's your experience. It really works well to catch people just as they're coming home while they're cooking dinner. Um, that's when kids, yeah, people are getting dinner and putting their kids to bed. And that's a that's a tough time of day for people with young children. I think what happens, though, is is it's not trying to close the deal. It's trying to get the warm body to say not a good time, gives Jake the opportunity to say, <clears> then when is a good time? I can come back. And then he can start doing his scheduling. So it's not so much taking an hour out of their evening, but it's getting that, that their home so they he has the ability to get a warm body. That's just my spin on it. I think it's yep. still background in me. Sorry. Yep. Well, I think the two of us that, that think that six is the right time, Jake. So uh, you've been pretty consistent with everybody up till now that it'd be just at dusk so right. yeah. we're actually giving him more right. leeway than the others yep we are and then some of the other ones have started earlier so i noticed on his paperwork he's doing one so i think a lot of the other ones are saying they were starting at 10 or starting at 11. so that was the other reason why i was looking at the hours of operation um but you know i i i'm not if you guys are saying six mm -hmm. i get it i just um Mm -hmm. Understand where he's coming from, and who. Yeah, we. I mean, if you hadn't made as strong an argument as you just made, we've we've typically, to to Mark's point, we've typically basically said go to dusk when it gets dark out, not do it. We, you're the first person to push back, uh, but it sounds like you you push back because you've had experience that gave you a reason to push back. So we're willing to try that out, but uh, it may you know may turn out you're right, but. Uh, Right now, I think at least both Pete and I are not comfortable going all the way to eight o'clock, but we'll let it see how it works going to six. If that's that's probably we're splitting the difference with you. If you normally would be going until seven seven thirty and closing out, we're we're not. You can go solid to six on this one. So okay, okay, okay. All right, then uh, we'll close the hearing. We'll do. We just uh, to be clear, then the dates starting tomorrow, December twentieth, out through uh, March twentieth. Well, I think we need a motion and, yeah. and a vote. I, I just on want it. to make sure I got the yeah. parameters here. Is that that works for you? That works for you. Okay. So, uh, motion to approve uh, Jake McGrath with Sun Run to uh, solicit Monday through, excuse me, Tuesday through Sunday, 1 to 6 p.m. weekdays and 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekends. Is there a second? Second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Thanks, Jake. Appreciate Thank you, Jake. you coming. Thank Good you. luck. Our, our second uh, item is a vote to approve the ABCC application for amendment, change of corporate name for Takara Group, Inc. to TM1 Group, Inc. 
This is just a, uh, uh, is this a change of ownership? It's a corporate name, just a yeah, corporate just name change. change. <clears throat> it's not even an ownership change. Yeah. All right, so it's not an ownership change. All right. Any questions, Gus? Yeah. Testing, testing, testing. All right. Uh, I, I, I didn't have any uh, questions that would influence my willingness to approve this, but I did have a question. Takara has uh, the Medfield location, but it also has one in Wellesley. And I was curious from, are you, are you here for this one? Oh, okay. All right. Good. Okay. All right. Good. So it, this was just curiosity. I know there's Takara in Wellesley and I know there's Takara in Medfield. This is, I, this is only for Takara in Medfield, which I suspect has to do with the fact that there's a liquor, you have a liquor license here in Medfield, but it was just curious. Is it, just this one restaurant that's changing its name, or is to this group actually? I don't know if there's more Takara restaurants than those two. Those are the two I don't know so, about. So uh, before you answer, you need to use a microphone so the people at home can hear you. So either up here or and I, and I was just asking out of curiosity. So okay, sure, it, it works. It's, 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 it's just for the, the it's for the people at home. Yeah, we have uh, uh, like uh, four locations in the Boston area. Okay. Yep. So one in the Canton, Matthew, Wells, and Wayland. Okay. So yeah. And you're changing the name of the corporation yeah, that covers all four. You're just putting four applications. In. Yeah. Okay. And then we just like, ask for to see four. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything else is all set. Okay. Okay. That's all. I and I was just a curiosity question. So okay. Sure. So still the same good rolls and everything? Yeah. All right, that's important. That's it. My favorite sushi place, so it's... Thank you, thank you. Sweetie roll. If you guys want an inside roll, I'm telling you, get a sweetie roll. Yeah. We love to be here. We've yeah. been here like 15 years in the past. So. Well, we're glad you're here. Okay. Love everybody in the family here, too, so... Glad to hear it's working out for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Are there any, any questions? No, I'm, I'm glad to hear that there's really no change in hands. It's just change of name. Uh, so everyone can expect the same great cold, great service. Thank you. Yeah. Love to be here. I'm good too then. So do you want to make a motion? All right. Motion to vote to approve the ABCC application for amendment, change of corporation name for Takara Group Inc. to TM1 Group Inc. Second. All those in favor? Aye, aye. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. You. Thanks for coming. You too. Our third item is uh, board and committee appointments. First, uh, under that is appoint Jackie Alford to the transfer station and recycling committee as an associate member. And B is to accept resignation of Kirsten Fuller from the Medfield Historical Commission. Any questions no about questions. these? Nope. No. We have a motion then for both of them. So I motion to appoint Jackie Alford to the transfer station and recycling committee as an associate member. And unfortunately, we will be accepting the resignation of Kirsten Fuller from the Medfield Historical. Second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Then uh, fourth item is vote to sign the following: uh, a contract with E.L. Harvey and Sons Inc. to perform work to provide single stream recycling disposal recycling box containers and trucking hauling for the materials collected from the transfer station as needed. B, contract with Stumpy's Tree Service, Inc. to perform tree maintenance and removal work. C, contract with Green Mattress Recycling, Inc. to perform mattress recycling work. 
Questions, Gus? I have uh, a couple. Um, and Mo's not here, so I can't plague him with the questions. And maybe, Christine, you know. You may, may have given me some background information. Just was, uh, so, so on E.L. Harvey and the Stumpies, I was only curious about how the rates have changed. I assume the rates have changed, and I was just curious. Don't prep me. Uh, for E.L. Harvey, uh, last the last two-year contract we had was $90 a ton. It's going to ninety-six fifty. Okay. And for trucking, uh, the prior contract was one hundred and ninety-five dollars for each haul, and it's now the new proposed rate is two ten. The container rental at fifty-five stays the same. Okay. And then Stumpy. uh, Stumpies, uh, the prior rate was four forty per hour, um, and the brush removal was two twenty an hour and went to two thirty. Stump grinding went down uh, from one ten per hour in the last contract to now fifty per hour. Hmm. Um, and then the last the log truck with operator uh, was 120 and has now gone to 195. Okay, and the first the first category I think went up significantly. Uh, 440 to 490. 440 to 490. Okay, yeah. um, so that's the first part. Next on the green mattress recycling contract, mm -hmm. the contract term in our contract states that it starts on January 1st, 2023, and runs till December 31st, 2024. So I'm guessing that uh, either we're yeah. seeing this contract halfway through its execution or there's an error there. It's an error. It should be 2024. So it's, it's a one-year contract. should be 2024. Okay. And then the uh, other comment I'll make is that in all three of these contracts, in the materials, it's, it's the boilerplate forms that accompany it, you know, that the person signing, all the legal stuff that's at the back which is pages 24 of our packet, it's pages 24 and 25, 33 and 34, and 42 and 43. Those are all those are not signed. So we're, we're signing the contract, but the actual paperwork that says, yes, we've been authorized to sign, all the, all the legal paperwork that confirms that they are in fact able to sign the contract with us, none of that's filled out. We'll make sure that happens. So as long, hmm? Brittany, you're good. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's been I, a little busy in the last 36 uh, hours. Yeah. Yep. No, that's fine. I will withdraw my semi-disparaging comments about my forms on, on contracts. That's good. Okay. Those are my only questions. Arlene? Yes. The only question I have is for the contract with green mattress recycling, mm -hmm. uh, the new regulation went into effect last November 1st, if I'm not mistaken. And it was the assistant bringing mattress down, box bringing mattress at forty dollars fee. Is that fee going up to the residents? Is it same for the same thing? Okay, that's what I couldn't figure out this contract because um, they're picking up the thing thirty five dollars a unit. And I thought we were doing we weren't making any profit last year. We were just passing it. Right I think it's for the for the profit that we have to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've got no questions, so can we get a motion then, please? We cannot now do it. Uh, okay, motion vote to sign the following contract with EL Harvey and Sons to perform the work to provide single stream recycling disposal, recycling box containers, and trucking and hauling of the material collected from the transfer station as needed. Contract with Stumpy Tree Service to perform tree maintenance and removal work, and contract with Green Mattress Recycling Inc. to perform mattress recycling. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye, aye. Uh, Fifth item, vote to accept the application for liquor, common victuallers, entertainment, and class two motor vehicle sales licenses, a list of which is attached to this agenda. <clears throat> any questions about those, Gus? I didn't have any questions. 
Kathleen? No, no, I noticed on here, the only thing I did pick up on is, like, for example, I don't see uh, uh, the new Nostrum Grot. That won't be going on there yet. They have to come to present to us. So yeah. they have only existing restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Okay. But it was good to see Chipotle listed. Well, they got one last year, too, so. Oh, <laughs> oh we'll look at that soon. So if, if you want to expedite this, I would only recommend that you read the alcohol licenses into the record, and then the others you can refer to the like the common attachments. Okay. Amusement and class two, you can refer to the uh, attached. All right. Do you want to craft a motion along those lines, then, Eileen? Please. If I'm going to read it, just give me one second. It's not in. It's not in our packet here, so I'll be on in the sheet where you can find it in my packet. It was in the original one, and then the second version. You're, you're getting a you know, copy delivered to you. <laughs> it just appears out of. Uh, yeah, I've got work I can oh, do. The, the, the ether. version two. Thanks, Brittany. All right. So, which you want me to just read the all alcohol each category and list them because they actually have to be referred to the ABCC. So, okay. Want to all right. So the uh, emotion to Renew. accept the uh, application for liquor, common particular, and entertainment and class. Oh, we're going to be no, not the motor vehicle one yet. So, okay. So just the alcohol. to renew the alcohol license as follows. Restaurant, all alcohol, beverage, read them down. Then package to or read them down. Package to or wine them all. And it ends with the pharma series. Thank you, Mr. Sorrell. Before we go to the, I ju- actually do have a question. Uh, a place like Cutlets. That's not on this list, but is that because they don't have seating? Is it? They're gone. Correct. I think they're gone. Common Common Vix is defined yeah. as food to be consumed on the premises, okay. which okay. means seating. Okay. But they are also closing. Are they? Oh. So they could just have a Board of Health uh, certificate. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So we vote to accept the alcohol license renewal for the following restaurants um, Avenue Restaurant, uh, LLC, doing business as Avenue. Tom McGue, Inc., doing business as Basil, Fran Mandarin, Inc., doing business as Gin Gardens 2, Kingsbury Club, Medfield, Inc., Noonhill Partners, LLC, doing business as Noonhill Grill, Takara Group, doing business as Takara. Yeah, just keep, okay. Pack, uh, move to approve the package store, all liquor, excuse me, all alcoholic beverages, Bullard's Market and Package Store, Inc., Medfield Package Store, Inc., Vet Package Store, Inc., the package store wine and malt, uh, Gulf Resources doing business as Medfield Commons, M. Carroll Inc. doing business as Medfield Wine Shop, and the Farmer Series Pouring Permit, uh, Seventh Wave Brewing Inc. and Farthest Star LLC doing business as Farthest Star Sake. Do we have a second on that? All those in favor? Aye aye. aye. Excellent. And then uh, can you craft a motion for the rest of them, please? So motion, but I'm not going to read through. I don't need to do no. anything. Motion. No, because they all pretty much stay local. Okay. All right. So motion to approve the common vicar license renewal for uh, uh, license and amusement license and class two motor vehicle sales license renewals. As 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 stated in the agenda. As stated in the agenda. Second. All those in favor? Aye aye. Thank aye. you. Uh, six 
vote to allow Palumbo Liquors to open at 10 a.m. on December 24, 2023, and December 31 on 2023. This, this comes up every year, and my question is the same, Maria. We're doing it for just this one liquor store because I think it's the only one that wants to, right? Correct. So it's not that we're, <clears throat> we would do it for anybody. Mm -hmm. They're the only ones that want They're to They're the only ones who've requested it. They're, they're, but it's a Sunday, right? That's why it's yeah, the Sunday. 10th, because it would normally right. be doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in some years, there have been uh, um, restaurants that have asked at, at Thanksgiving to, mm -hmm. to stay mm -hmm. open later. Yep. But they haven't been doing that recently. I'm good. Okay. Uh, so, Good. I'm fine. Yep. Yep. You're good. I'm good. I'm good too. So right. please. So motion to vote to allow Columbus Liquor to open on 10 a.m. on Sunday, December 24th, 2023, and Sunday, December 31st, 2023. All those in favor? Second. Aye. 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 Number seven. Aye. Vote. Number seven. We're actually going to hold on number seven. I had a question on the contract, and uh, Frank and I need to have a conversation before we move it forward. So. Okay. Number eight. Vote to sign extension amendment with the Collins Center for the Ongoing Class and Compensation Study. You're good with going forward with that. That's fine. Yeah, okay. we need we do need to extend that. We're still working with them. We anticipate the uh, first results of the study to come back towards the end of January. So that one we're moving forward on. No question. Any questions? Me too. All right, motion to vote to sign the extension amendment with the Collins Center for the Ongoing Class and Compensation Study. Second. All those in favor? Aye, aye. Um, and Eileen, I'll let you handle this next one, number nine, because I'm involved with the Medfield Foundation Board. Uh, so uh, I'll recuse myself, but okay. Vote to accept park and recreation gift from the Medfield Foundation in the amount of one thousand four hundred forty-eight dollars and twenty-seven cents. Uh, but no question on my part. <laughs> I move to vote to accept the parks and recreation gift from the Medfield Foundation in the amount of one thousand four hundred forty-eight dollars and twenty-seven cents. All right, all those approved. Number second. I what's that? We hear a second. Oh, oh yeah, we have to go back and forth on that. Huh? A second. <laughs> All those in favor. Aye. And just note that I've recused myself, please. And number ten, vote to accept council on aging gifts for various from various donors totaling a hundred and five dollars. Carol Cody for fifty dollars. Maureen Murphy for five, and Nancy Brace for fifty. Any questions? Love that. Right, it's just uh, the only thing is the processing. This is new, right? We haven't been doing this. Correct. The, this is the correct process. Um, okay. And so we are going to, um, we will have a new section on your agenda moving forward. Uh, you know, we're action items, consent agenda, that will be gifts so that we can expedite those gifts. Okay. okay. So what'll be interesting is to see if we get more charitable giving from people who like to be recognized in select board <laughs> meetings or we get less because they have their names <laughs> called out in public. But so then, then we'd have to do a double blind study and actually read the names, Gus, and uh, not well, read the names. And... <laughs> we have a lot of anonymous gifts. Maybe there'll be a lot of anonymous gifts. Okay. No questions. Eileen, any questions? All right, so we uh, motion to accept Council on Aging gift from various donors totaling $105. Carol Cody, $50. Maureen Murphy, no relation, five. And Nancy Bryce for 50. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye, aye. Number 11, vote to sign Tree City application for calendar year 2023. We're getting that in just under the wire, huh? Uh, very much. Thank you for <laughs> going out to plant our tree in the cold. We appreciate it. We will try to shoot for summer next year. Uh, this will actually be our 11th year uh, for Tree City, so. Yeah, I didn't plant it just for the record. Right, I just, just I just said words. Ceremony. Uh, read the read the proclamation. 
DPW did all the hard work of planting yeah. the, the tree. Tree City Ceremony. Where, where, where did the DPW plant it? It's in the cemetery. Vine Lake, if, you know, if you were to go down where the columbarium is, so if you were to come in the main, the, the 109 entrance and go around the pond, just as you get to the columbarium on your, on your left, the road split. You can go straight by the columbarium, you could bear right, right at that corner. Right now, it, you wouldn't recognize it because the leaves now really have all fallen off, but there's a yellow, I just happened to look at it today and there was a yellow, there's just a little yellow ribbon fluttering in the wind off one of the branches. So that's oh, okay. it. And it's a, uh, shoot, what is it? Do you remember? It's a- Brittany. <laughs> oh, shoot. It was a, it's a pink. Magnolia. It's a magnolia. And it, but it, what color? Oh, yellow, it's a yellow, yellow yeah, magnolia. Yeah, I think that's why the yellow ribbon's there, so you can get the color effect. Uh, Thanks again, Brittany. Yeah. Um, Good. To, right, so, uh, we need to do both. To, yes, yes so go ahead. Motion to sign the Tree City application for calendar year 2023. Second. All those in favor? Aye, aye. Next item, number 12, vote to accept DISH Wireless LLC's bid for the Mount Nebo, Mount Nebo Water Tower Wireless Facility site request for proposal. Any questions, Gus? Uh, no questions. Eileen? No, and I sent um, uh, Frank an email. Uh, I really appreciate the email that he forwarded on to us from the gentleman giving us some more background. So yeah. I absolutely support this. David Maxim is very knowledgeable. Yes, I appreciate yes. it. And I don't think he even he lives. Is, in... uh, he is the wireless advisor uh, to the board. So, yeah. so no, he was, yeah, I appreciated his insight. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, right, and, so I, and I don't think David even lives in town anymore. He has moved out of town, but he uh, is still willing to to help us out on these situations. So good man. Yeah, right. Motion to accept the <clears throat> wireless LLC bid for the Mount Nebo Water Tower Wireless Facility site request for proposal. Uh, second. All in favor? Aye. aye, aye. Number thirteen. Vote to sign the contract with Laserfish for scanning image indexing processing service and Cloud Enterprise Content Management for the Land Use Department files. Gus, questions? So, yeah, I, well, uh, so there's easy business forms. <clears throat> there's three, when I went through that whole thing, I just need to understand in all that contract documentation, there were three different companies that were called out and I couldn't tell whether it was three contracts, whether it's three legal names for one company and one contract. So I didn't understand the configuration on that. And then a minor administrative point, again, on page 81 of our packet, mm -hmm. which I, I can probably tell you what page of that contract it is, but it refers to the the city or town of Peekskill picking up all our materials. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a, that's like Unless that was intentional. Uh, I think there's an administrative mistake. We'll we're just seeing if we're on our toes or anything. Yeah. So there's there's three separate contracts. Uh, the first one is for the 9,872 that sets up the document management system. And that is paid for by the grant. That's eBiz yep. Docs. And then the next one is the 57,750. And that is to scan in the planning and zoning department files, also paid for by the grant. Chris, how many uh, files are we scanning in? How many years worth? Uh, I think we're going back to. I think it said before two thousand, right? Two thousand, yeah. Um, and the last contract for eleven thousand two hundred two is for indexing all of those scanned documents, um, also paid for out of the grant. So this was an eighty thousand dollar grant that you accepted under the community compact program about okay. a year and a half ago. <clears throat> so what we're doing with this program is it will. Um, the Capital Budget Committee has approved the OpenGov software, so we'll be transitioning to that platform online. Maria's here to correct me. 
We need a lot of help this evening. Um, the most exciting part about this project and why we're really excited about OpenGov is that as a resident, contractor, anybody doing work with the town, you're going to be able to go on and see all of the permits, Yay. any information on each file. So people can do their research and <coughs> look at the planning and zoning decisions by parcel, by address. So um, we're really excited. At Maria, Brittany, Owen have really run with this project. So it's fantastic. No, yeah. Maria, did you have anything to add? If you have to, you have to go to a microphone, remember. Thank you. Not really much to add. I just, uh, I did run the calculations for how much we're scanning and it's files dating back to like the 1950s. It's 220,000 pages worth of information. That's 83 boxes, I think. Uh, so it's massive undertaking. We're starting with planning and zoning. And my goal is to also bring in conservation and building in phase two through more grant fundings, but we hope to include most of our records into this database management system. So when a homeowner asks um, any question about his property, we can say, here's a conservation subfolder, planning and zoning building. So we'll be able to pull up anything they need. And so will they. So I think it'll increase government transparency and also intercommunication between departments because we'll have access and be able to review um, each other's um, file. So I think that'd be awesome. So Maria, how far back is this project going? Is this is going back to 2000? Uh, 1950s. So we have- We just heard 2000 a minute ago, pre, so- Pre-2000. Pre-2000. Oh, all right. I so we, we're dividing the scope between files that um, <clears throat> most of the effort will be focused on everything before the year 2000, but we do have some files, not as many that are located here in town hall for the last 20 years. So we're going to start as far back as we can and then move our way up. Um, a lot of them, ever since Sarah started, we have some things that have been scanned. So it's less daunting to go through. I don't have to go to storage and sort through stuff. So lots of information. Will it be categorized? I know today if I was to go on the website and go look up something with, let's say, DBA or whatever, and you just have to randomly go page after page. It's not math. It's not alphabetical. It's not by year. So will this company be providing that? So if someone goes to look up something, you know, let's say my parents lived here in 1979. I know we put in a pool. If I wanted to go mm -hmm. see what the paperwork that would have been provided, will I be looking up records by year, by strictly by address? How's that going to work? You know? So I think we're going to do it by address. That's when I was in Sharon, we had a pretty extensive Google Drive. Okay. Addresses can change. Uh, parcels do get divided, but for the most part it's the most intuitive way for people to find their information the other option is parcel id but same problem that may change so and people don't know their parcel id so <laughs> and they will be categorized i think the software that's what we're paying i think eleven thousand for indexing services they will go through our documents one by one and tag them um it's used as a sequel for those of you who are familiar with programming but it's pretty easy to filter things through but i'll be able to find like plumbing permits or it'll scan the documents and read what's in them. Um, and if I can type in something, even if there's no tag, it'll pull it up because it recognizes the text. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Excellent. Right, we're good. geeking out over this. We're like, we're excited about this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's really funny is the company that's doing it is like Elm Grove up in Rochester, New York, which is my first office for Kodak. No way. <laughs> they have re revitalized that whole area. It's just not a lot of Kodak up there. All right, so we're good? We're good. We're good. Right, so we'll oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Maria. 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 Thanks,
All those in favor? Aye. 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 Uh, number 14, uh, vote to sign the Blake Middle School and Memorial Elementary School's power purchase agreement and lease for parking lot canopy solar systems with Select Energy Development, LLC. So let me just uh, explain this because you don't have it in right, your packet. Right. Yep. Um, and, I, and Byron is on here, so Byron, correct me uh, or step in it. I will allow you to talk so you can. Um, Byron, who is working with Select, has been working with the school council, uh, and they have been working up until I think they were still negotiating the contracts today and changing some language. So I don't have the final contracts for you yet. However, we are under a deadline to sign these before December 31st in order to qualify for all of these energy credits. Byron had asked if I would recommend to you that you sign, vote to sign the contracts pending the resolution between councils and that you would have a chance to review them before you actually sign them before December 31st. So uh, if you're comfortable doing that, we can go that approach. The other one is we can have a short meeting next week on Zoom, uh, once I have the documents finalized, maybe on the 28th or the 29th. Um, I did receive, Pete, I saw your email, but I didn't see it till about five of six, so I haven't even had a chance to read it yet, but um, Fred Davis has some questions about the contract since he didn't get to see them in the packet either, so. I, I think he was sharing data that, that would be helpful to us in evaluating what Select was offering, is the way I understood what Yeah, and I, I haven't had a chance to, <clears throat> to process that. I did send it to, to Byron and to Susan McPhee for them, uh, to take a look as well. So um, it's up to you how you want to to proceed this evening. And Byron, I've, if you want to speak. Or not. <laughs> it's fine. Fine. Brittany, no. <laughs> so let, let me just add, I originally reviewed them with Frank. Uh, and uh, I had some tweaks based on what we'd done on the DPW. Largely, they had carried that language over. I was concerned primarily about uh, protecting the roofs, limiting the indemnity language that they require on the host, uh, the parties that would the town would agree to indemnify, and thirdly, that if they flip the project, uh, that anybody would be as creditworthy as they are. That's my been my experience with the problem with these solar things in Franklin. They agreed to all that. I then raised the issue. The school council had apparently already reviewed it with uh, uh, Mike uh, LaFrancesca. Uh, and I didn't think the language was strong enough in terms of non-interference with the school uh, operations in terms of installation. So I flipped it back to them. And they not only focus on that, they being the school's council, then turn it over to somebody in their office who specializes in solar. And not only did he focus on that, but he went into all over the agreement with all kinds of uh, proposed revisions, and that's what they've been working on. So I had actually signed off because they made the changes I wanted to see. So Mike, if I- Oh, hold on. Sorry. Um, Mike, can you unmute us? Oh. Byron's been talking. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry, thank you, Chris. Sorry, Byron. Uh, can, you, can you hear me okay? Yep, yep. now we can. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for chatting with um, So, So there, there's a couple pieces here. Um, 
just to be clear, we've been working on the project for uh, quite some time and, and done our due diligence. We have uh, an agreement uh, with approved for the DPW building, very similar in nature for the PTA and lease. Um, you know, as, as, as Mark indicated, there are some changes that came um, from the Public Schools Council um, that we are going through now actively. Um, we are optimistic about uh, concluding those in, in terms that work certainly for, for the town and, and for select. So um, we're headed on a good path there. Just based on the time frame, we did want to ask that the vote um, be made so that the, you know, the select board could sign um, pending town councils and the town's uh, review and approval of those documents before the end of the year. So the last thing I think Two other things. One is in terms of the vote itself, um, Lake Middle School is a uh, rooftop only project um, and Memorial is a canopy project. So I did want to offer that. So is, is red, it's reflective of um, <laughs> uh, top solar project at Lake and, and a canopy at Memorial. Um, and the, the last piece that I did see, Christine, the data that you had sent over in that email, mm -hmm. and you can speak to it um, in broad terms, it, it looks accurate. However, the data is on a dollar per watt basis for a system owner to purchase a system <laughs> in comparison to the offer for Medfield, where we're providing um, a PPA rate where select is actually buying and owning the system and we're just simply selling the electricity to the town um, over the term so so the the data is for the purchasing of the equipment as opposed to the sale of the electrical uh, electricity <coughs> so it's not entirely applicable in this case i guess my my point on that okay thank you uh gus questions so, yeah so <clears throat> uh, first question: Have has the energy committee is has the energy committee been involved in reviewing any of this, and do they have a recommendation? Uh, I have been working with Penny on it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the whole I don't remember if the whole energy committee did it. Other well, Megan and Hilly have been working on it, so I, I take that back. Megan and Hilly have been working on this project um, for the last year and a half. Um, I don't know if they've seen the final PPA. I know um, Penny has seen it because she's been working with Susan McPhee and Byron on this okay. as well. Well, well, regard then leaving aside whether the entire energy committee yeah. formally endorsed it, mm -hmm. do we have any reason to think that the energy committee would have any concerns about how this is being set up? I based don't, on what we know, no, based on the on the PPA that we do with the DPW, it's very similar. Very similar. Okay. Very similar. Then, and uh, certainly the idea of trying to have this signed in time to get the credits, I think that's a that's yeah. a given. So. I, uh, in favor of that, the only piece of this process that you're proposing that doesn't exactly make sense to me is if we vote to sign it tonight, not having seen it or reviewed it, we still will have to see and review it before we sign it. Yes. So my inclination, if if logistically it's feasible for us to, I'm around, I'm mm -hmm. not sure about the two of you, given that the process is going to have us reviewing it before we sign it anyway, yep. I would say let's have that Zoom meeting sure. after we've reviewed it. But right now, from everything I'm hearing tonight, that's not because I think there's any, from what you've said, Mark, and I don't think there's any reason why we need to be worried. It's just, 
if we're going to have to do that anyway before we sign it, then it makes more sense to vote on it after we've actually reviewed so, it. Byron, do you think you can you will have this finished with the school's council by next Wednesday or Thursday? Hold on. We have you on mute. Hold on. Thank you. I I feel confident that we will. Um, I will certainly. I know that it is it is a very high priority for us. Um, and I'm I'm confident that we will. By based on how we're tracking, I do have to confirm that with town council. But I'm I'm optimistic that we would have the final form by next week. Okay. So what I mean. If I'm fine. I, just, I actually that offered that to Christine earlier yeah. tonight. That if they yeah. need to, if we need to get together. I'm around uh, easily for ourselves. Yep. All right. So Byron, why don't you and I work tomorrow? We can come up with a, a date and time for Thursday. Thank you very much. I'm very grateful for the, the committee's um, the select board's review and, and assistance with with seeing this through the finish line. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Byron. Thank you for your help, sir. So no motion. No motion here. I'll, I will send out a message um, probably tomorrow. <clears throat> we'll finalize after I talk to Byron to make sure uh, we'll be good to go for Thursday. Okay. So, Thursday, we'll work with the three of you just so we can focus on. Mm -hmm. Which Thursday? Next Thursday. Next week. Not, not day after tomorrow. No, no, no. no I'm sorry. After. A week from Thursday. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. Okay. So yeah. in, in general, Gus, to follow up on your question about the Energy Committee, I can I can relate that from many discussions the Energy Committee has been focused on the fact that this needs to get done by year end mm -hmm. to qualify and has wanted yeah. it done by year end. Yep. Well, that, I don't think that's up for debate. No, yep. I just think that I, yep. one thing I, I, I hear and I'm like, okay, let's not, let's, we're going to get a good contract out of this, right? That, that everyone is motivated to sign. I just don't, I'm hoping that no one's going to play any games and push it out and all of a sudden it's not ready to be signed until January 2nd and we leave something on the table, that's not cool either. Right. So I think everyone is motivated to get this done by the 31st. Right. Okay. Right. Our next item 15, vote to sign the consent letters authorizing T-Mobile and AT&T to replace equipment at the Mount Nebo water tower. Questions, Gus? Nope. Eileen? No, that was reasonable. Motion to sign the consent letters authorizing T-Mobile and AT&T to replace equipment at the Mount Nebo water tower. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye, aye. Number 16, vote to sign letter of support for Massachusetts Historical Commission for Medfield State Hospital Trinity Financial Redevelopment Project. Questions, Gus? No questions. Eileen? Pretty straightforward. No, we're good to go. I'm good, too. Can All we right, have a motion? motion? to sign the letter of support to Massachusetts Historical Commission for Medfield State Hospital Trinity Financial Redevelopment Project. Second. All those in favor? Aye, aye. aye. Number 17, vote in red, vote to uh, approve. $4,579.13 in Treasury American Rescue Plan Act funds for the installation of a counter shutter for the town clerk's office. So I'm, Us, or I'm, Chris, I'm, thank oh, you. Sorry, I'm presenting this on, on behalf of Marion. Um, these counter shutters are being encouraged by the state for ballot security. Oh, um, sure. Due to COVID, the number of mail-in ballots that we have has exceeded the places we have for storage of them. And due to the fact that they need to be kept in a secure location, if you can't fit them all in the vault, then the state is suggesting that you have this counter uh, that will roll down that will keep the office locked. So right now, Marion locks her office could just jump across the counter. So this will eliminate that possibility. Um, 
she was going to come and speak to you tonight, but they, uh, she had a prior commitment and we need to decide on this ASAP because so many towns have signed up to do them. Medway just signed their agreement and so did Westwood that they are booking people out to end of February already. So we want to get in as soon as possible to get it done. Sounds good to me. Gus? Sorry. Yep. Eileen? Sounds good to me. It sounds like an excellent idea to me. I've been sort of concerned for a long time actually about how open all of the offices are downstairs on the first floor. Um, so I think this is a good thing. So we can, can we use it for a backup lockup if the yep. police department yep. gets full? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. The so next time you. there's a Medfield day, they'll lock you up there, Gus. Keep people. I don't know. You didn't you bail. Need to me. Be there. You don't know where the bail me out last you, time. Yeah, I know, but you didn't bail me out, so I'm not <laughs> sure that I'll bail you out this time. Can we have a motion, please? Yes, I have. Yes, I'm trying here. So motion to vote to approve. $4,579.13 in Treasury ARPA funds for the installation of a counter shutter for the town clerk's office. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye, aye. Citizen comments, we seem to have none. Uh, we don't have any tonight, but I just want to point out that Bill Massaro is missing tonight's meeting because the electrical service was ripped from his house by a tree. We talked at length today, and he apologized he can't be here, and he wishes everybody a very happy holiday season. He will see us in January, um, and he'll watch the recorded meeting when he gets his electricity I'm back. certain of that. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it's shocking to look out, and there's actually nobody in the room with us. We, we did have the one for Takara. He just didn't yeah. stay to the end. But he left very he early. He realized how much fun our meetings are. <laughs> uh, consent agenda is blank. Uh, meeting minutes. Um, I only reviewed the first one because I, I had intermittent power today. And so when I, I had it, I could do it. So I've got August 22nd. I'm ready with the other two. I'm not. All right. Why don't we hold them all and we'll do them all at the same time then. Town administrator updates. So I have a few things. Um, first, I really want to thank uh, police, fire, DPW, um, building department um, for all their work during this storm. Um, you know, it was not predicted to be as bad as it was, and we have been inundated with calls. Um, those of you saw that picture, we actually had uh, an officer in a cruiser and a tree fell down. So it was quite a busy day. Causeway Street is closed today. Um, they have been working around the clock. Um, we had to post details because we could not get Eversource into town yesterday. They're dealing with Brentham and Millis, who have uh, tremendous more outages than we are. We did have, um, as of five o'clock tonight, we still have 17 residents uh, who don't have power. We have opened the public safety building um, for people who would like to get warm. It's gonna be cold tonight. If you need to charge your iPhones, iPads, whatever you need, um, it's gonna be open 24 hours. So uh, if anybody needs that, if you wanna spread the word, uh, we would appreciate that. Um, and thank you also to the library staff they had a very full house today, uh, I believe, of both Medfield and Millis residents. Wow. Um, so thank you to the library staff for uh, handling uh, the unexpected patrons they had today. So uh, and appreciate them welcoming all of our surrounding residents into town. So that was very nice. Chris, um, how did the uh, the downed electrical line that, that wasn't getting uh, uh, taken Maple care Wood. of? Maplewood. Yeah, uh, we couldn't get somebody out until uh, about 1130 last night. So we had to post a detail on Maplewood. Um, and there's been there was some damage done to the street because the, the fire was burning that or arcing, as the chief has told me uh, most of the day yesterday. So I think um, can I just would, say 
Can I ask another question? Sure. Uh, it sounded like the chief was saying that they were getting a lot of requests for assistance with flooded basements as well. They are, and they've been trying to help people where they can. We have a limited number of, um, you know, portable pumps, but we have been trying to help people. Um, we would like to really caution people not to go around the barricades. Um, we had some issues yesterday of people who went around the barricades and got stuck, and we had to pull public safety um, personnel to rescue people who had um, blatantly disregarded uh, clo closed road signs. So we would just appreciate everybody just respecting that, especially now that Eversource is going to be in town over the next day. There's going to be some more road closures as they they well, and violations will be issued as well, right? So people Correct. need to realize when it says do not enter, do not enter. Yes. Um, and Causeway Street is flooded and has been closed, uh, and we urge people to avoid trying to cross that. Um, we don't recommend it. Oh, so is yeah. is it getting close on 109 then or not? The flooding? Uh, I have not been today. It hasn't been closed for flooding on 109 yet. Um, okay. I high, but I don't think it's high, but I don't think it's, it's, it's not gone over the good. road yet. But yeah. Causeway's horrible. Causeway, Causeway I have some pictures. Causeway is is getting worse Always as we go. Mm. Yeah, um, but it's designed, as you were saying earlier, it's designed. That's where people send the water. It's 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 designed to do that. So, mm -hmm. right. Um, uh, our last update from EverSource uh, is that power should be restored to everybody by 11 p.m. tomorrow evening. Uh, so we anticipate another day. Um, and I know most of the crews have gone to some of the other towns that were hit harder than us. So, oh, yeah. um, and we were down, we were up to over a thousand households without uh, service at one point. I yes. think you said. Yep. Yeah. Um, That's a quarter of the town almost. Yeah, it's a significant amount. Uh, I mean, at a at nine o'clock this morning, Millis was still at ninety one percent without power. Mm. I think they're down to twenty one percent now. They, and they were on the news along with Situate. And I the, believe Rentham uh, was hit in extremely hard as well. So. Um, I know I had a hard time getting home last night, so. Yeah, well, framing yeah. got nailed, too, yeah, so. And 27 was closed um, in Fairburn for most of the night. I don't think it reopened until this morning. So. I had to take my car to Millis around 11 o'clock, and that turned out to be a bad time to be doing that, because uh, <laughs> when I was trying to come home, 109 was closed. Right. So I decided, well, I'll go 115 then. 115 was closed. And I said, well, so you had to go around all the barriers in the car. Yeah, if you went around the barriers, you'd have been totally fine. <laughs> um couple of announcements. Just a reminder that the warrant closes on January 9th. You don't have a meeting that night, but we are closing it on January 9th. We had originally scheduled to close it on January 9th. That is the date we have gone with. So um, people can turn it into my office by the close of business on the 9th. So my only concern with that is we still need to sort out some warrants. Like yep. the So you're fine. Oh, what, well, so like, what I what I would do is because you those were pending articles that you had considered, yeah. I still have them on the list and you can withdraw them if you decide to. Okay, those, since I haven't seen the yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure. Those horses yep. are in the barn. Yes. Okay. They the <laughs> they're, in the barn. they're barking, actually. Yeah. Um, and then Trinity Financial will be coming in in February uh, to give an update on, uh, obviously, you just signed, you to sign their uh, Mass Historic Commission letter. They have been quite busy on the site for the last month coordinating with the police department. The National Park Service had them doing some more inventory on the windows. Mm -hmm. So they've been on site. Uh, if anybody's seen them up there, that's what they're working on now. But they'll be in the beginning of February to give you a, a full update on where they are. Excellent. And that's it. Thank you. Gus? Uh, let's see for quiet time of the year, had a few things we already talked about the Arbor Day. So it's, you know, those are one of those fun things that one of us gets to do for the, you know, just you're, you're out there, except for the DPW guys, you're out in the cemetery, you know, pronounced proclaiming something to like 
well, at least the people who are there. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's, it's always a nice thing that we do. And, the you know, there's interesting trees that are getting put up throughout the town mm -hmm. as a result of our being yeah. a, a you know, green community and Arbor Day community. It was fun the year that the, uh, the I think it was the Girl Scout troop did the, the trees in front of the post office. So mm -hmm. they all showed yeah. up. <laughs> yep. So that was that was a fun part. Uh, I'm also happy to just point out to any of you who missed the game that Army beat Navy <laughs> on Saturday by a, a very uh, close at last Amazing. last play is a classic Army Navy game where Navy was trying to get in, and uh, it was a matter of inches. Uh, we won't talk about the the bad call by the ref about that punt that Army should have been given on the five yard line on Navy, but outside of that, it all worked out well. So Lee Treadway, if you're out there, I just want to let you know. That, uh, get, in case you missed the game. Uh, uh, no, I'm assuming Lee's Navy then? He's he? uh, Navy, Naval Academy. Yeah, right. yep, yep. But despite that, he's actually a pretty good guy. <laughs> you, may, you, you may not be welcome at Legion events. <laughs> no, no, there's, there's some Army guys at the Legion. I can tell you, so far, I, I have people get my back. Uh, last Wednesday was the Norfolk County Advisory Board meeting. So that was pretty much a straightforward meeting. I did talk. I don't think I've. Did, did we I close. I, I, we talked. I kind of have to close the loop. I guess Frank. Basically, yeah. I haven't got anything further on the uh, ARPA funds. They, they called Frank immediately the <clears throat> next did. day. Yep. Oh, okay. So maybe he's got something mm -hmm. more. Yep. The issue the issue there is that there's some money that we would like to be able to use for the inter the interface okay. service, which is probably about as appropriate a use of ARPA funds as we could possibly think of. The problem is because they're federal funds, the, counties, the county sees itself probably properly, I think, yeah. as responsible for ensuring that the funds that came in from the federal government for our, you know, emergency relief are, are used properly. And I actually have a feeling that they're not totally familiar with federal contracting requirements. So the idea that you would just take a chunk of money and hand it to an organization is the thing that they're they're trying to make sure they don't want to foul the federal government with. And I think I'm hoping I think we're going to work through it. Okay, going to work through it. Um, What's it, the uh, the interface fee up to now, Chris? Uh, about, uh, I think this year is thirty six thousand. We anticipate wow. forty one next year. Wow. Yeah. It was around ten, eleven. It was ten when we started, but that's also based on um, on our usage. Usage. Yeah. That's and, the good news that. It, it's, it's it's working very well yeah, for us. Yeah, if, if people don't know about it, it's a number you can call and get a referral to a mental health provider. Right. And the interface. And the, the thing that I've liked about what they've said they've done is that they don't, it's not like somebody on a phone with a listing and go, oh, well, where do you live? Okay, go call this person. But they actually put some effort into trying to make sure that there's sort of an interpersonal match. So you, the person you have yeah. helping you is a person you want to have helping yeah. you. I'm guessing that that's pretty important, especially in that. Well, area. and I think the insurance too is a big part yeah. of the discussion. Yeah. So. so that was that. And then uh, as, long, as well as you two, uh, th last Thursday, going to the public meeting on the MBTA communities, you know, I, I made the comment at the meeting itself that um, I'm still hopeful and optimistic that we will get some significant credit for what we're doing up at the state hospital. Mm -hmm. But the drill or the exercise that we went through in terms of literally trying to figure out where you would put the zoning helped me realize that it wasn't quite the devastating, you know, draconian requirement that we would destroy our entire downtown. It's actually, there's some logical places to uh, to pick. So that was uh, actually kind of uh, 
happy to see that. Uh, <clears throat> the only other thing that I'll comment, I didn't bring my actual letter, but I know all three of us got a letter around uh, the lighting and the decorations yeah, and the request for the uh, menorah at, on, the, uh, on the Baxter Park, only because I couldn't reply to the two of you. I replied to everybody else, so the, the letter exists. <laughs> the, the sensitivity that I had, because I can tell you this at a public meeting, and part of what my letter said was that we've, we've stayed clear of getting dragged into certain kinds of difficulties by keeping out of sort of specific, you know, whether in this case it would be specific faith issues, uh, mainly because at some point you ruin the whole thing. If, if everybody in, in the world, to include the satanic, satanic church, suddenly says, wait a minute, you're doing this on, on public property, we want our square, then you, you destroy the whole thing. So I basically uh, said I appreciated. There's a lot of people who've had a lot of comments about this year's lighting. I, Kind of looks like a little bit like a Charlie Brown tree there on, on uh, the tree lighting night. But uh, I think there's a number of people in town that at least right now sound like they're prepared to volunteer with Memo to try to help and, and spruce up what we do at Baxter Park, which is a great thing. I basically said in my letter, I wouldn't be supporting increased you know, decorations that are specific to particular faiths. Uh, this because it seems to me that the trend in this town, the community has gone toward getting rid of all that. We, we, uh, we don't have spaghetti and Santa anymore. It's spaghetti and snowballs. I'm not sure I was asking Christine because Santa and the sleigh with R Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer flying across the trees. Was that just the age of the lights or is that also but down there? I, I think we've, we've got an overall community that's moving in a secular direction. Uh, and I recognize that I'm not happy about it exactly, but, uh, you know, that was my view on this and I made it clear that was my personal view, but, uh, I'm guessing that this will maybe not come up for another year, but it'll come up and I uh, figured I'd share it now. While it was fresh in my head. Anything that's else? It. That's it. Eileen. All right. So I'll, I'll start with what you said, <laughs> just to follow that train of thought. Yeah. So I did receive Samantha's letter. I did not respond only because I know we had talked about this it might have just been christine and myself and so i didn't want to misspeak and i knew that christine was on vacation i've had a chance to touch base with christine just to clarify some things that i wanted to make sure i was interpreting correctly so personally i just want to if, if i may interject <clears throat> the open meeting law issue on this is really kind of a problem it's okay to report what you a problem for us tonight tonight in terms of what we talk about so we have to be right. careful of what we talk it's about it's not tonight. on the agenda <clears throat> it's one thing to you know report back correspondence or whatever and even mm. that goes over the line but at some point if you actually want to get into a substantive discussion my recommendation is to put it on a future agenda okay only because it was an email so sometimes i i comment on emails that we get from citizens right but this is going to morph into has the potential to morph into a deliberation so the reason of what the re so i'm reporting what i said i actually don't think we should get into deliberation now it's too late for this year anyway and if there's a deliberation if there's anything deliberated it'll come up in a year from now i'm so my intent here was to report what i said because 
the unfortunate thing about the open meeting law is everybody in the world can know what the three of us think except for the three of us. Well, no, right. and, I, and so, I admit this humble because I, I, yeah. I, again, we don't copy one another on emails and you don't see when I respond right, to citizens. Right, right. Um, and so I did not respond to her because I did not want to speak out of turn in the sense that, mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I won't state my position, but I will reach out to her tomorrow mm -hmm. uh, now that I've had a chance to catch up with Christine. Uh, and then I can report back to you next week. Yeah. Hope, um, I've had a chance to say. Um, so that, so... Thank you for bringing yep. that up. Um, and then uh, I too attended the MBTA planning session, which I thought was great. It was really good turnout. The 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 uh, Lego blocks that we all played with, I think, was a very nice exercise to give people a feel for uh, where we could be potentially um, designating some space and not really changing a dramatic look for the immediate downtown area. Now there were some parcels that were on the outskirts of town, heading closer to train stations. Could be an interesting conversation down the road, but um, it was just great dialogue. Uh, I attended the affordable housing trust meeting last Thursday. Again, we're talking about the group homes. I know that uh, Trinity's reached out to Newton to uh, ask about some more questions regarding what the requirements are and working with, because what what Trinity is talking to Newton and and um, Susan Susan Sino is what they could be doing within structures um like could they could they do a cluster of three bedrooms in one building and then potentially do separate uh, apartments designated uh, under the group home tag uh, so uh, trinity's at least been open and they pushed, when i say push back they came back with some questions i think just the end of last week or beginning of this week and newton called it back uh attended the medfield cares about prevention monthly meeting um, in that meeting, we had a chance to uh, wish Mary Haas well. She's moving on to an opportunity in Newton. She's been phenomenal. I think she's been with Medfield, Christine, four or five years. She's uh, awesome. Yeah, and this is her fifth year. Yeah, uh, she's fantastic. So um, they then had a little cookies and coffee back at uh, the outreach office. So I had a chance to walk over there with Rooney. Um, was, and she's just so nice. And uh, just wish her well over Newton. Newton's lucky to get her. <coughs> I do want to do a shout out to uh, Paul McKechnie's group. I think the state hospital night and day from what it looked like four months ago. I mean, it's important because you know you just brought this up, Christine, where we're having people go up and work on the buildings and it looks good. They've done a very nice job cleaning it up and getting it ready for the winter. So as we uh, face wherever we're going to face, hopefully come March, um, it'll look good. And then I too want to give a shout out to our police and fire and all the different volunteers that were, have been out for endless hours. You know, it, it, the image of the police car having a tree across it really sent home the message that, and then Mo driving around yesterday. I mean, you, you did not want to be on the roads. And I, you know, where I'm on Metacomet, I was in a cocoon because we didn't have any crazy trees right near our house. We did. We lost power when they recircuited the electricity, but it was only for ten or twenty minutes max. Um, then we hear what some of these other families are going through and what our town employees are doing and driving around and putting self in danger. I just, uh, just want to say thank you very much and very much, uh, you know, glad everyone's safe. So thank you. Pete? Anything else? That's it. Well, I'll start with the um, the MBTA uh, Community Act public forum that was held that both of you have talked about and and i would just relate to citizens that that it was at the public safety uh uh building the uh whatever they call the room that's the community room on the first floor 
and uh, there were tables set up. Uh, uh, two of the uh, the uh, um, the tables were created by push, pushing two of the uh, the uh, tables that are there lined up across the room together, so that there were four people at a table, and there were there were probably eight to ten tables, and each table had its own map, and the group of the people at that table were asked then to to uh, figure out where in town that table wanted to put the MBTA zoning, which is the um, 50 acres of uh, 15 units per acre as of right uh, density that we're required to uh, enact by this time in a year. Um, and I was fascinated because the uh, group of, of people that I ended up with didn't want any of it in the downtown. And, and so that it was, our group dispersed it all over the town. The, the planning uh, board, I think had done a, uh, I think their thoughts were the ones that were outlined on the plans that we all got. And they basically ran the, the, the zoning along 109 and 27 for the most part and, and up around uh, uh, 27 and, and uh, West Street. But there were obviously clearly very different ways of, of skinning the cat. And so that it'll, and, and I had the same reaction that you did, Gus, that, that it's not as daunting once you sit down and, and, and look at it and, and start working with it. So even if the state hospital isn't our solution, uh, that I think that we can figure out a way that, that, that works. Um, um, secondly, we've talked a lot about the outreach about the menorah. I, I got involved and I got the email and, and I did email back to uh, this this young woman uh, who's a ninth grader um, and I just commend Samantha for reaching out to us and bringing this issue before us and and as Mark has said we can't really deliberate about it tonight but I think that that uh, uh, I certainly I, I had a back and forth with with uh, Samantha and I asked Mark to actually chime in and Mark educated me about the law and. And then other people, I'd asked other people and realized that Boston has a menorah, Wellesley has a menorah. There are lots of menorahs on public land all over the place. So um, more, to, more to follow on, on that issue. Um, I had a Medfield Foundation meeting uh, last week and also an Energy Committee meeting um, and in the past week. And uh, we had a report back on the Green Communities Act and the indication from Susan McVie is that we're saving monies on energy uh, because of the Green Communities uh, Act things that we're doing. Um, very, the, the Energy Committee, I, I would say at this point, uh, the meetings are very dense. There's just a lot of information. Uh, there, a lot of different people reporting, and, and uh, but each report is just very, full of data and information. Um, and we go through a, a lot of reports. Um, Penny's uh, trying to figure out how to have a sort of a, a planning meeting at some point, which would be good because there isn't a lot of time during our regular meetings. Uh, so um, the last thing is, uh, is yes, uh, Mary Haas, I, I got to, uh, go to the farewell party for Mary Haas. And she has just been a, a joy for, to work with over the past five years. And, uh, and, and it is unfortunate that 
she lives in Newton and she has a job where she told me she's going to walk three blocks to work. So it's awesome. great for her, but uh, a big loss for us. So, and, and we're at the point where we're reapplying for the federal SAMHSA grant that would that basically brought Mary to, to town. So we're hoping that we'll get another five years of, uh, of that type of, of, of prevention worker in town. Because uh, I think she's been very helpful to the town. So, mm -hmm. um, and that's it for me. Anything else? No, that's all I have to say. Early dinner for the select mm -hmm. board members. Absolutely. Right. Well, happy holidays to all. Yes. And, uh, motion. <coughs> yes. Second. All in favor. Aye. 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 And to all a good night. Oh, <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs>